Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to amazonprofitquiz.com. That's amazonprofitquiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 410. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast, the place to be for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, a subset of the amazing FBA podcast family. Today, we are talking with Daniel Budai from Budai Media, who helped D2C e-commerce brands with retention marketing. Retention marketing, as we discussed in our last video slash podcast, is really important because it can double your profits, which is a good outcome. So, Daniel, welcome back. Let's talk SMS today. Hey, Michael. I'm happy to be here. Thanks a lot for the invite. Thanks for, thanks for coming on again. SMS marketing, often talked about, obviously, one of the oldest email, sorry, one of the oldest digital marketing channels in existence, and yet strangely underused. So... Tell me about why you think SMS is a good thing to use in your marketing. Sure. So SMS marketing is one of the channels that we use in our retention marketing repertoire. And SMS marketing has a 90, 95% open rate. So almost everyone opens it, which is crazy, I think. And most people, they open it in the first five minutes of receiving the text message. And around 20, 30%, they click and they go to your website. So around one third of the people, they actually go to your website if you send it within minutes. And it's, it's just crazy in terms of ROI, in my opinion. We can see it all the time with our clients. And yeah, I think it's one of the most intrusive marketing channels in a good way. So you can communicate with your customers, your subscribers, and they will go to your website, one third of them. That's a pretty amazing statistic. It doesn't surprise me thinking about it as a person who gets texts all day from people that I will pretty much open all of them. Whereas my, a lot of my emails just get deleted or just neglected for months at a time. Nice change from email. First of all, you mentioned ROI. What sort of ROI can I expect? Because I guess one of the reasons people don't do it is because it costs you money to send texts. And we'll get into the tech in a sec. But what sort of ROI do you see with your clients? Yeah, honestly, I don't know the average ROI. I'm sure everyone can find some stats on the internet, but the other thing is I don't really care about it because if you do it well, then it's very high. We have clients where we could see 100x or 150x ROI. And I think that's the highest ROI marketing channel nowadays, SMS marketing. And those are not necessarily big brands. So six, seven, eight figure brands, they can see quite similar ROI. I think if your brand is more well-known, it will be higher, but still smaller brands, they can see at least 50x ROI. That's quite common. Yeah. So 
that's, that's certainly that's five thousand percent ROI. I think I think all of us should be extremely happy with that kind of return on ad spend. That's amazing, or marketing spend, I should say. And I, the other thing is, so you cannot scale it to the moon. It's not like Facebook ads, Google ads, or any kind of ads. It's limited in terms of scalability, but still the ROI is great. So it's a very profitable marketing channel. Interesting. So very high profit levels, scalability, a bit limited. I guess for a really big business, that becomes an issue. But honestly, I think most people worry about scaling a bit too much. I'd take the money first and you can always go and spend it on Facebook ads if you want to. So tell me a bit more. You mentioned the other thing you said, it's intrusive, but in a good way. Now, I don't always find intrusive good as a receiver of text marketing. I don't get much, to be fair. I'm not always extremely happy to get it. So let's deal with that one first. Isn't SMS marketing annoying? Yeah, I think it's quite similar to pop-ups. Everyone finds them annoying, but it still works. Yeah, good question. And I get this question asked regularly from clients or potential clients. And I think you should do it well. So I cannot repeat this enough times. So you should send out, I think, not more than one text message a week, maybe two when it's Black Friday or Christmas even, but not more than that because, <clears throat> sorry, it, it really becomes annoying after. So make sure that you don't send more than a week. That's a crucial thing. And also don't send a text message when they sleep. And especially if you sell in the US or in the whole world, then you should find a tool that can track the time zone of your recipients because you don't want to send a text message at 2 a.m. I think that's quite important. And again, your text message should be useful for them. So it should be a relevant offer. It's not something scammy, something believable and something useful for them. And I think it's fine. I also promotional SMS messages. Sometimes they are annoying, but in most cases, I actually check them and I even buy if I want. So I think if you keep these rules, then, then it's fine. These are excellent rules. And by the way, I've seen this is the re I was just thinking back about while you were talking, my experience as a receiver of text marketing, as I say. I don't get a lot anyway, so I don't have the same resistance that I do to email spam or Facebook PMs where everyone in the world will just Facebook friend you and then send you just a giant pitch <laughs> in my experience. Yeah. But yeah, I've had ones where they followed up with me twice a day and that felt really quite intrusive. So that's really important. And then, yeah, don't wake them up with your marketing. Uh, they're very good advice. So what else do we need to look out for? You've already flagged up some don'ts, which are pretty basic. And we'll talk mm -hmm. about the tech, but are there other things we need to look out for before we even get started? Sure. So I think uh, the other thing is the legal uh, restrictions. Mass, again, it's a very intrusive marketing channel, even more than email marketing or maybe even more than push notifications. And you should make sure that you comply, especially in Europe and in the US and Canada. They are really strict and there are certain things to follow. And we also set these up and we start working with a, uh, with a company. So you should show people all your privacy policy page. And also they, it should be very simple to unsubscribe. So you should put, you, you must put this uh, short message at the end of your SMS that stop to opt out or stop to unsubscribe, something like this. And at the beginning of your message, you should show the name of your company so people can recognize you. So also at the checkout page, you have to comply there. So there are five, four, I think five rules 
that uh, you have to follow depending on the country. In Europe, the GDPR is another thing. But uh, once you have these, then you are ready to go. Yeah, the GDPR thing is interesting, isn't it? I've never come across anyone who's got into trouble about GDPR violations. I'm sure it's going to happen. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. But I mm -hmm. think the other things predate that are the, which is the one is the FTC in America, the people that look after insect marketing and communications generally, they yeah. would worry me a bit more because they are pretty strict about these things, aren't they? So I guess you, you got to just make sure you're following good practice there and yeah. talk to a lawyer if you need it. But again, I think that the legal restrictions that have been placed on us a lot of the time are the same as good marketing practice, being exactly. uh, making it easy for people to get off your list because all you're doing is annoying them and it's costing you a lot of money to do so with SMS. And I guess I'm making sure you're being upfront and honest and creating a feel that you're a legitimate business. It sounds like a good idea anyway. So we must talk about software because obviously it's got to do a few different things. I guess from what I'm understanding, it's got to deal with the legal side, which I'm sure you've got to think about, but it's got to be built in if possible, I suppose. We've got to deal with frequency, timing, especially international timing. So it's got a few things to do, hasn't it? So what software tools do you recommend and what do you recommend staying away from? Sure. So the tools that we use, we really like, re this is a Hungarian American company. So I also have some personal relations, but I think their tool is amazing and they constantly evolve and develop their products. They have a lot of new features every quarter. So really useful tool. And they are especially useful on the US market. The other one is Postscript. This is also great SMS marketing. And you can go with Klaviyo as well, especially if you want to have your email and SMS marketing on the same platform. To be honest, I'm not the most, I'm not the most happy with their SMS tool. I think Postscript and Ricard, they do a better job. But again, if being in one platform, it really, it, it really matters for you, then Klaviyo is a good choice. And we use a, we use also as bump from Yotpo. I think their product development slowed down recently. I know they have some changes in the company, but still SMS bump is a solid tool that you can use. So there are many out there really, but uh, I can see less difference between these tools than, uh, for example, between email marketing software tools. Yeah, I guess that I've not done this, so I'm assuming that it's relatively a simpler operation to do SMS mm. marketing than email. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the next question that comes up for me, if you're being concerned about this stuff, it does sound exciting, 100% ROI, return on investment. Okay, what is the investment? Are we going to have to spend a lot of money to do this? Actually, not. Not really. I think even with a few dozens of dollars or pounds, you can start out with. And I, so that is a software fee, but maybe even some of them, they are free to start. I don't know now. But even if you have to pay it's 20, 30 dollars a month, something like that. And after one SMS, so they charge per text message and based on the country, it's different, but it's usually, it's not even a cent. So now we are talking about 0.01 cent per text message or something like that. So if you send out 1000, then it will cost you like $10. So that's one reason why the ROI is so great because you can send out many messages for so cheap. So yeah, you don't have to invest thousands of dollars into this. It's very easy to start out. So yeah. yeah, that's agreeably lower than I was expecting. I've got to admit, okay, look, this all sounds amazing. So how do we actually persuade people to give us what you 
as you say, rightly, it's a very personal thing. It can be very intrusive to get text marketing mm -hmm. and people know that who are giving their numbers out. So how do we persuade people to do that? Yeah, I think this is probably the most important question because once you do it and once you have subscribers, as you can see, the ROI is great. However, it's not easy to convince people to subscribe. So that's the hardest part of SMS marketing. There are several ways. So you can ask them on the checkout page if they want to subscribe. They can check the checkbox there. Most subscribers, they usually uh, subscribe in this way. You can also promote this in your emails or on any of your marketing channels, even with Facebook ads or Google ads, if you want. I know some companies doing that and you can take them to a landing page where they can subscribe. So you can really promote this on other marketing channels as well. You can also set up a pop-up. So many companies, they do it. They either ask for SMS in the pop-up or they ask for email and they give a bigger discount if you subscribe with your SMS. That's another way. So these are the most common ways to get subscribers. I guess in the end, you've got to think about return on investment rather than just cheap, because if you're going to get something that if you capture a lead that it's going to get a uh, hundred times ROI or even 50 times, that's such a huge return that I guess you've got to be willing to sacrifice some product discounts or, or other things that are going to cost you real money to get each subscriber, right? Yeah, of course, you have to give some incentive, quite similar to email marketing. This can be a discount or you can give them something else. You can be more creative. I know a company giving a free t-shirt because their AOV is really high. So it's worth for them, free product samples or whatever. I would really encourage everyone to start out with the automations first, because those are easiest. The ROI is the best there. So start with an abandon cart flow or a new customer flow and try to text message them first, see their reaction. And if it goes well, in most cases it will, then you can set up even more. So abundant cart flow or new customer flow, that sort of implies that you're directly mm -hmm. in the D2C world and you have that kind of information and that control of the system. What would you say to anyone who, I know you've got some customers and clients of yours at the agency who sell primarily on Amazon. Is this something that we can access in some way? How would you build that into an ecosystem for an Amazon focused seller? Yeah, so we have quite many clients who both sell on Amazon and Shopify or BigCommerce or another D2C platform. Yeah. So to be honest, I don't know how this could be used on Amazon directly. Maybe you know it better, but uh, until now I did it only with Shopify and WooCommerce stores. So that's where my experience is. I mean, I don't have an SMS marketing background. I'm, by the way, seriously excited to give this a try at some point with the numbers and the ease that you're painting here. I've got to say that for an Amazon focused business, I guess I should define what I mean. You sell on Amazon, which sounds obvious that everything's there for on Amazon, but it's 2022 and nearly 2023, I guess now. I think everyone who's serious about developing a business where they sell on Amazon needs to get off Amazon lead capture. And I think that this sounds like a perfect way to use it. And there's no reason once you've got an SMS number or for that matter, an email or any other form of contacting somebody, once you've got the SMS number or um, an email address or any other form of contact, there's no reason why you can't send them to a landing page that sends them onto Amazon or send them direct to an Amazon sales page, which is probably what I would do because the conversion rates are insane. You might get an even better ROI, although you don't get the other advantages. So there you go. I don't think there needs to be a reason why Amazon sellers 
don't use this. I just wanted to flag that up because I think that often people divide the D2C world from Amazon as if they're completely separate. And I think they, they're blending together a lot more now than I've ever seen. So I don't yeah. know if you're seeing that as well. But So look, important question. I've got them on a list. I've spent some money and effort to capture them. I've got this software set up. What do I do next? What do I say to them? Sure. So let's continue with the automation. So if you set up your abandoned car flow, welcome flow, I really like SMS marketing because it's quite similar to email when it comes to the logic or the strategy behind it. So you can send quite similar messages to them. I think the discount code should be similar or maybe a bit more if you want to push SMS more than email, let's say. But uh, people, they don't expect miracles in an abandoned car flow. So you should repeat quite the same thing as in your emails or even in your welcome flow. So these flows are quite similar to email. You can give people the same incentives. Just make sure that you don't send more than two or three messages in each flow. So fewer than in an email flow. And then once you have this, you can set up even more flow. If you have an engaged list, then you can try to win back your labs customers who are not active for a while, or you can send a separate flow for new subscribers. And once you have these, you can start sending out manual campaigns. So you have a certain list with, let's say, a few thousand people, and you can send out a campaign every, every second week or every week. Let's say it's Black Friday, then you can send even two in one week. And we usually use this for, for creating urgency. Because it works really well. A short message, text message. Hey, you only have six more hours to buy from us. This is your discount or this is your extra gift or you can get free shipping or whatever. But it works really well because people, they open it. They are aware of it. And many of them, they rush into your store after. While with emails, they open it one day later, maybe even two days later. So SMS is really good for these urgency type of messages. That's something that you can use. That sounds really good. And I guess that implies that you're probably trying to integrate your SMS and email marketing, right? Which you were mentioning. The one thing I would say as a recipient of SMS marketing, just enough to be annoying is that urgency can be overused in email quite quickly, but my God, it can be overused in SMS. If I get two SMS messages the same day, saying you really urgently need to buy X right now, that implies I really care about it. And most of the time I don't. So they've mismatched. There's a message market mismatch there, if I can't even say the words. But how do we avoid that kind of situation? How do we structure things such that the urgency messages only hit with people for whom it's really relevant? If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 410. You can also use segmentation. So again, it's quite similar to emails. You can segment your list. If you want, you can find only those people who are the most engaged VIP customers, and you can send them a text message only to those people, or maybe only to those people who bought exactly one year ago during the last Black Friday event, and you can target them specifically. And also most of these tools that I mentioned, they integrate with email marketing tools. With Klaviyo, all of them integrates, and I'm pretty sure that the Drip or MailChimp, they also integrate with many. So actually you can see who is subscribed only to SMS or email or both. You can segment 
in both platforms. So nowadays these tools are integrated and it really helps you to segment your list and hit the messaging as well. Yeah, that sounds good from a practical point of view. So assuming that we can do this, then the next software wise, the next question is, how do we integrate the two tools? Would you use email marketing for just a general nurture and flagging up a campaign and using SMS just to try and close them with the urgency? Or would you, how would you treat that, that relationship between the two mm -hmm. media? Sure. Yeah. So yeah, like some people, they ask SMS or email or there, there are these type of questions like this one or this one is better. And the answer is usually both. You should use both just in a smart way. And same applies here. So email is, is more scalable. You can send more emails. Overall email, usually you can get a higher percentage of your revenue from email than from SMS, but the ROI from SMS is something that high that it's not worth to ignore it. So you should also do that. And we usually send out three, four, even five emails a week while we send out one SMS a week to the list. So email is also better for building trust, asking and showing customer reviews, sending people to a blog post. So it's not just sales. By SMS is more promotional and it's more about urgency. So for example, we can send out let's say three emails about content or video or blog article, and then two emails to sell something. And then we can send out one text message connected to the sales email, giving urgency. So something like this. SMS is not something to do with, with content or promoting videos, and you can do it with emails. So email does more jobs than SMS marketing. Yeah, that's interesting. And to be fair to email also to, to not to diss SMS, but to put it in context, it sounds like you're using SMS right at the bottom of the funnel. So you've used, I guess, whatever it may be, organic content, SEO, or maybe it's paid at Facebook ads or Google to get the top of funnel awareness. You captured the lead somewhere and then you're using email to nurture the lead to the point of almost buying and then using SMS to push them over the edge, which explains why the RI is so high, right? Yeah, exactly. The open rate explains it partly, the click-through rate is 30%, but again, that would be pretty surprising even with SMS and the characteristics it has if you didn't put that in that part of the funnel. So very interesting. And to me then, that reflects on, reflecting on this, sounds like that's a reason why the scalability isn't there because you're using SMS to end a sequence of marketing yeah. and to close people rather than to do anything at scale. Is that one of the other reasons you think its scalability is limited? Yeah, I think you put it really well. Yeah, you are 100% right on this. And bottom of the funnel, I think email is also middle or bottom of the funnel. Definitely not top. It cannot be because people, they have to subscribe somehow. And I could see some companies using it more middle of the funnel, not bottom. And I couldn't see a good ROI. I think it was more for branding. So one of the people who do this or companies, Gary Vaynerchuk, I know many marketers, they follow him and he sends motivational quotes and all these kind of things on to his SMS list. And it's really hard to measure ROI there, right? So it's more about branding and just motivating people, but he promoted this heavily on his Instagram and in many different places. Yeah, I think uh, scalability is limited, but it's definitely worth it to, to do it. And I can see companies making even millions with this, even in one month, 
which is crazy. Obviously, those are big companies, like nine-figure companies, but I think that's great. And the profitability is huge. It certainly sounds like something to add to the marketing mix. And as you said, that the either-or question, email versus SMS marketing, is very artificial because why not have both, especially, and this isn't something I personally explore, I do a lot of email marketing, but I haven't explored integrating with SMS. And you're making it sound like most modern systems should do that quite easily. So I'm going to go back and look myself at my email marketing because that sounds like an amazing opportunity. And if there is something that helps push people at the bottom of the funnel from buying or not buying, that's actually a lot of the time where we miss out, we don't get the sale, even though people are quite close. So having a tool that can do that sounds fantastic. So I'm certainly excited about it. I think, again, what I love is when old technology is underused, that's a huge opportunity. And SMS is pretty much the oldest digital technology apart from email, yeah, right? Yeah. It's amazing how old it is. Yeah. Look, this is great stuff. Thank you. Open my eyes to to how doable this feels to me. So tell us quickly about your stuff at Budai Media. Name over the door. So obviously your company, what do you do at your agency for digital sure. direct-to-consumer e-commerce business owners? Sure. So we help e-commerce businesses grow through their retention marketing, and we help them increase the lifetime value of their customers. So most of our clients, they already have a solid customer base, and they want to work on increasing the lifetime value of these customers. They want to increase profitability, but also their revenue. And uh, around 30-40% of these e-commerce stores, they are both on Amazon and Shopify. So there is a huge overlap between the two areas, and they are either in six, seven figure range or even eight figure. So I would say it's pretty independent from their size. Yeah, that sounds great. And uh, I do think it's worth a conversation with an expert like yourself as you've just demonstrated your expertise. And one of the keys about an expert is they make the otherwise difficult seeming feel very doable, which is a very uplifting thing. So if people want to talk to you, I believe you offer a 30 minute D2C business audit, which you usually charge $200 for, but you're making it free for podcast listeners, which is great. If you go to amazingfba.com forward slash audit DTC, it's not the greatest call to action, my, my bad. Amazingfba.com forward slash audit, A-U-D-I-T, D-T-C, direct to consumer site. Presumably, you'd also be able to help Amazon-focused folks who are building out their DTC as well in, in that call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I said, many of our clients, they are also on Amazon. And, and Shopify or BigCommerce, WooCommerce. So I think there is a huge overlap between the two areas. And I expect this to be even more common in the future. I think these platforms, channels, they are getting even more closer to each other. I know yeah. Shopify tries to launch features which come from Amazon and Amazon does the same. So it's interesting to see it. Yeah, agreed with that. And I think one of the reasons that Amazon has opened up its email marketing again, at least in the beta form to those people that I know are using it, and I think we'll be rolling it out in 2023, is exactly that threat from Shopify that if they're third-party sellers, if they've neglected and treated so badly for so long, he says not biased at all. Everyone who's sold on Amazon knows that if they see that Shopify might win them over um, because you don't get your 15% referral fee out of your profits, and such things, then they are realizing they've got to keep an eye on that. So I agree, they're influencing each other. And anyway, I think in 2023 and beyond, it has to be a multi-channel approach earlier than before because of the risk factors and the upsides. Yes. So even if you sell on Amazon, folks, I would strongly recommend you get an audit from somebody as, as insightful as Daniel. The other thing you offer, which I really like, is your 50-point Clavio email checklist. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So it's a free checklist and everyone 
can go to the link and download this 50 point email marketing checklist, as you said, and this is what we use internally to audit the accounts of our newest clients and potential clients, and everyone can use it for themselves. And if you need any help with this, then feel free to reach out. You can also find the link in the cheat sheet itself. So it's really useful. And even if you are not using Clayview, I think it's still useful because uh, these tools are quite similar nowadays. The UX is a bit different, but even if you use MailChimp, Drip, ActiveCampaign, then it's still a usable cheat sheet for you. Sounds great. Folks, if you want to get that, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Clavio. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O, amazingfba.com forward slash Clavio. And yes, not only I would suggest that the different email software is very similar now. They often, they normally offer the same flows or automations. They call them different names, but they're the same thing. But I would say from what you've said today, the SMS marketing sounds like it follows similar principles. So I would guess that it's also good training for SMS marketing, right? It may be a little bit sledgehammer to a nut, but that's still good to learn. Daniel, this has been great. I really like this. I feel SMS marketing feels like great low hanging fruit for a lot of people. I'd be very interested to hear if anyone's going out and experimenting with this and can come back to us and tell us more about it. Are there any other questions that I should have asked you today that I haven't asked you? No, oh, I think we, we walk through, we will go through this topic quite well. And I can only encourage everyone to get started with SMS because it's still underutilized even more than email marketing or almost any other marketing channels. And again, it's not annoying if you do it in the right way. So make sure that you start out with this and uh, you will see a great ROI. Sounds great. Great advice there. And many thanks to you, Daniel Budai from Budai Media from coming on the show as well. Thank you. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 410. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.